Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Do I have to kill you? What if I was just to kick the ever-loving shit out of you? And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran, and with me, as always, is a man who once caught a bullet with two fingers, Chad Lindsay. How you doing, man? <laughs> Did I ever. <laughs> I, uh, I had a blast, man. I admittedly did not see this movie before uh, recording for this episode, and it wasn't I, I intentionally inv- avoided it because I, I I didn't think it was my style of film. Yeah, and I just I was just like, oh well, you know, like no hate towards it. It's just like, yeah, this isn't my this isn't my bag, baby. Yep. Have fun, do your thing, but I'm not into this type of thing. So I just avoided it and went through it, and it's way better than I thought. Way better than I thought. It is when I first saw the trailer for this. I thought it was in the vein of that. Uh, we chatted earlier today, and we, we brought oh, up Kung Pao, Kung Pao, Kung Pao, Legend of the Fist. Yeah. I thought it was kind of in that vein because I saw the little wily e. coyote legs when they were yeah. chasing each other on the road, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to just be stupid." Okay, I can probably miss that. And I saw clips of it here and there, and I saw scenes here and there, and I was like, oh, "Okay." And again, I just thought oh, that's probably kind of not my, not my bag. In watching it for this, it's fucking good, man. Like, this was fun. I really had a fun time watching this. Well, I think that one of the things that it does exceptionally well, like, uh, in in comparing it to some of the, you know, like, extremely satirical films like Kung Pao, I was actually surprised at how well they did character development and emotional uh, impact in such a cartoony-type film. I was really, yeah. really surprised at uh, the way that this came out and tonally. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like road. There's a lot of things in this movie, but there's a lot of like Roadrunner and cartoon stuff in this film. But they do counterbalance it with with good story and good character development, despite the the silliness of it. Yeah, Stephen Chow did a really good job here, both writing the story and directing the movie and starring in the movie for that matter. Yeah. All three. It's a good, like, it's fun as hell because they just took this CG wire work kung fu story and just maxed that all the way to 11. Yeah. But there's a there's a cool little story in there, too, that actually keeps you kind of emotionally engaged. So it's not just dopey bullshit. You, you're actually still kind of pulled along. Yeah, because, I mean, some of those satirical movies, you're basically jumping from silly scene to silly scene. You know, like those superhero movies and all of those, you know, kind of parody films. Yeah. I, I, I don't get into those. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's it's not my thing. But I was pleasantly surprised at how well that the acting was for what this film is and what the tone is. And just the way that the people interacted with each other. And I was incredibly surprised at how much I enjoyed the martial arts. The real reason people go to see this movie, the the martial arts, for what they are, are quite good and quite entertaining. Yeah, they are. Like, as far-fetched as they are, and as, as wire-worky CGI as they are, they're engaging and good. And I think that's a credit to Stephen Chow, to Sammo Hung, and to 
Wu Ping Yuan, who directed two of the other fight scenes. Yeah. They did a great job. Like, they're fun, and they really are like, holy fuck, like, when you see them, you know, we'll get to it later, but there's a scene where they use the harp to throw those sort of chi daggers at, at the dude. We'll get into that. But it's cool. Fuck, like, it's a, yeah. it's a very interesting use of a, kind of a whole new concept that I was like, holy fuck, that's cool. Yeah, and for me, like, again, when, you know, there's there's... We, we talk about this all the time. Like, there's martial arts films, but within that, there is many, many, many sub-genres of martial arts films. Yes. And I tend to be the type... We had a long conversation about the Bruce Lee-Chuck Norris fight in Way of the Dragon. Yes. That, yeah, yeah. That's like a 10-minute fight scene. And I liked the general grounded realism of that fight. I liked how that fight told a story with no words. Like that's that's kind of the stuff that I lean to. Not to say that yeah. I don't like the other stuff, but this this reminded me. Like I think Scott Pilgrim took a lot of vibes. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World by Edgar Wright. I think yes, Scott. I think Edgar Wright took a lot of the vibes from this film and uh, put together something that was highly entertaining and unexpected for me because I typically don't go down this road. Yeah, kind of the same for me. Like, normally I'm kind of a very direct, devastating kind of martial arts where I like it when you watch it and go, oh, man, that could that hurts. Like, you can tell that guy really got hit. Like, we talk about yeah. how we like it when people actually make contact. And Sammo Hung in this scene, you could there's some way over-the-top contact, <laughs> like, with CGI. Yeah. Like, we'll get to it later, too, but when the Beast fights fight sing it punches his face through the floor yeah yeah <laughs> like it's fucking awesome like it's so fun it really is fun all right let's uh let's jump into this just before we jump in we want to always thank our patrons you guys rule you're the reason we get to do this if you would like to become a patron or you think we're awesome please go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast you can check us out there and support us through there the lowest level is five bucks a month if you go at that level or any of the five levels that we have to support uh, you get all of the podcasts that we put out, so that's one every week, and you'll get the full episode every week, not the 15-minute teaser every other week. Plus, you get uh, every second week the new Partial Arts podcast that we put out, which is action movies or movies that have fights in them, but they're not classified technically as martial arts movies. So we've been doing that for about a month now. It's going really well. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, again, five bucks a month at a minimum. You can give us more if you want to. That would be dope. Uh, if not, you can follow us on our social media. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow us at YHOTP. On YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast and you can find what we have there. We'll give you a heads up as to what's coming up for the next week. And you can give us suggestions on what movies you would like to see in upcoming seasons or favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Wicked. So let's jump right into this. So the first little scene here inside the inspector's office where we get sort of the introduction of the the boss of the crocodile gang here trying to get this woman out of jail and he he beats this one dude up and then chucks the hot tea and spits on the other dude and walks out, yeah. out on the yeah. on the street with this lady damn son like we get a hard in right away yeah you go this this movie <laughs> this movie surprised me with letting you know like okay this is where this is where we're at son yeah <laughs> 
And I actually like the way that the camera sweeps across the room. I like how it, the opening shot, it says super crime fighters and a cop just gets demolished into his own sign. <laughs> yeah. Just reminded me of the sick men of Asia sign in yes, uh, yeah. Chinese Connection. Chinese Connection. But I, I thought it was I thought it was a cool opening scene. Like this guy is clearly a, a, a little switcheroo on you because they're setting this guy up to be oh my god, this guy is a crazy badass. You know, he comes in, he tells the commissioner to let him go, spits on him, slaps everybody around, <laughs> wrecks their sign, pours tea on him. You know, it's just like basically yeah, fuck you and everything about you. And then he walks out into the street, which is beautiful, by the way. But again, like you said, they really let you know what this movie's about right away because they get into the middle of the of the road and they have their little gang of whatever it is, five or six dudes and the girl, and there's nobody on the road. Yeah. He just has this like sixth sense of like, okay, some shit's going to happen. Let's go back inside. Yeah, even his car is gone. Because <laughs> he's like, hey, where's my car? Everything's like, gone, right? They, they <laughs> took his fucking car, too. <laughs> and all the windows and doors shut. The police station doors shut. Everything shuts down. The shutters close. But then there's like 500 guys <laughs> yeah. surrounding them from both sides of the street. All, well, actually, all three. Because it's one road, the other road. And then the third crossroad, there's a bunch of cars and a fucking other... 150 guys yeah everyone's coming through like you know wearing the reservoir dogs type uh suits you know black suits white shirt <laughs> black tie and it basically just ratchets it up yet again two minutes into the movie <laughs> it's just like oh by oh, yeah. the way this badass is nothing compared to the badass we're about to show you because he's got like <laughs> 600 guys with machine guns and by the way he shoots women in the back <laughs> like oh crazy. like right away yeah. This is friggin' hilarious. This guy walks out. This is Brother Sam, the leader of the Axe Gang. And he rolls out and he's like, the, the crocodile gang boss is like, call for help. And the guy shoots the firecracker up in the air. And Brother Sam is like, yeah, don't don't bother doing that. Because while you're in there messing with those guys, all your dudes signed up with us. So, oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, your, fuck your, your help. Your gang is gone. Your gang is gone. So, uh, <laughs> and his gross fucking teeth are all there. And. <laughs> They start pulling it. The, the four guys that are left pull out their guns, and they all get gunned down. And as Crocodile Gang comes up and starts running away, the Axe Gang guy lays down and chucks the hatchet at him and chops his fucking left leg off at the knee. His fucking leg off, like that was good. That the special it looks effects awesome. in this are really, really good. Like he he looked like Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump. Like, oh, a hundred percent. Chopped it off. It was so good. And then he does his little Michael Madsen Reservoir Dogs dance. Yeah, right up to him uh, with a hatchet. Tarantino. And then just starts chopping like sturdy Danny McGee from the Raisin Brand commercials. And he just (laughs) fucking chops him. Oh, he chops the shit out of him. Yeah. He chops him so hard he pulls his neck. Yeah. But then the lady standing there, the, the girl that he just got out of prison, is standing there like, uh, this sucks. Um, could you let me go? And fucking brother Sam is like, look, don't worry. I don't kill women. You can just, why don't you take off? And she turns around, is like, thanks. She turns around, pulls out a shotgun and blows her away in the back. And she goes flying across the fucking street. Yeah. And then he starts doing, <laughs> he starts continuing his little dance. And, uh, I'm like, okay, you, you, uh, you, right. uh, you have got my attention now, yeah. sir. <laughs> so we're here, are we? All right. Okay. We're here. Uh, we're still pretty early in the film. Okay. Oh, we're, we're not six minutes into this movie yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> 
I love the opening. I love how the Axe Gang is all doing the fucking, like, a thriller dance back at their fucking compound. Like, right? they're all doing, like, a synchronized dance. You know, it's, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm actually great. enjoying this a lot. Oh, and there's, they're intercutting the, the, the thriller dance with scenes of the Axe Gang's murders throughout the city. Yeah. <laughs> In black and white. And they're doing their little get down with that. They're all carrying hatchets <laughs> yeah. doing their little dance. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, well, it reminds me of the uh, the the crazy satanic cult gang from Cobra. Remember, they all had axes oh, and they yeah, held them right. up and banged them together and stuff like that. So I I was just like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. Thank you. I for, totally uh, forgot about it. Yeah. Bringing me up to speed here, boys. Uh, the axe gang is nothing to fuck with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Much like we mentioned the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they they give a little plate here talking about, you know, the Axe Gang is the super feared gang in the city. The only place that they kind of don't hold sway is in the very poorest districts where there's really nothing for the gangs to do. So those poor people can just kind of live in peace a little bit and they're, they're not really yeah. in the sway of the gang situation. Yeah, the gangs don't want to go take, you know, if they if they've got nothing. They're not going to go there to try to... I can take nothing from them. So, yeah, it makes sense. No point. Yeah, exactly. So now we cut to the poor, they call it the pigsty city, which is a bit of a take. Uh, apparently in, in the Chinese name, pigsty alley, is kind of a play on the name of the old walled city of Kowloon in China, where there was sort of a, a, it was a walled city and it was kind of a breeding ground for criminality and badness and bad people. And it was it was torn down in like 1993. So it's the name of this little town that they use here is a bit of a play on that. Okay. But they go to <clears throat> they go to the city here and they're talking about the landlords and this scummy shitbag landlord guy is like making eyes at all the girls <laughs> yeah. and being super inappropriate and shit like that. <laughs> and he goes into the tailor and he's fucking with the tailor a little bit. And then we get the first look at the uh, the landlady. Who yes. gets called down because the water gets shut off, and she comes down and starts talking mad shit to these guys who are trying to trying to have a shower. And yeah, she's but, like, "Fuck you, pay your bills, bitches!" Like <laughs> before that, the landlord is just going around fucking grab assing and nut grabbing. Like he's like drunk, <laughs> he's just grabbing, he's grabbing some guy's cock. He's just like, "Hey, hey, what's going on?" Like, yeah, he's it's, equal opportunity sexual harasser. Uh, it's funny, and it's. It's funny the journey that it goes on because, you know, there's there's just, like, unwarranted character development here where, you know, pieces of shit become heroes. Yes. Like, instantly. <laughs> like, oh, like, oh right this away, guy's yeah. been a complete asshole. Hey, he was going around grabbing balls and box, like, you know, <laughs> giggling. Uh, and, oh, now he's fucking super nice, so. <laughs> and I love that she's walking around just talking mad shit to the people in the square like you need to pay your bills or i'll burn your fucking house down you need to do this or you yeah. suck you would not you didn't even say good morning yeah. to me you haven't paid your bills in three months and then she smacks this dude in the face well when she first comes down the stairs it's hilarious because she's up on the second floor oh, yeah. and then she closes the shutters and the camera pans and jibs down to the <laughs> main door and she comes smashing through like they obviously you know sped it up to make it funnier uh, and that's one of the things that this thing does really well is comedic timing and speed because she's yelling at the guy who's got shampoo in his, in his hair and his his pants are down the entire film like his ass is showing <laughs> the entire 
film and just how he's standing there so stupid with all the shampoo in his hair and the shampoo in yeah, his hair and, yeah. and it stays there for most of the movie which is awesome <laughs> like it's i i really enjoyed the way that they did this and then we cut this they go upstairs the landlord and the landlady uh the landlord is played by uh yun who is a chinese actor who was in enter the dragon fists of fury game of death like he was in all three of those uncredited as like background fighters and tournament That's fighters so and shit like cool. that. Yeah, he's been around forever. He's fucking awesome. And the landlady is played by Q U N, and she went to the Peking Opera with Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung. Like she came up with those dudes. Yeah, well, you can you can see. I know they stretch her legs and do some fucked up shit, but you can still tell like the physicality of her. There's a couple of scenes later that we'll talk about, but yeah, like. She's very physical and she's very funny. Like she's really good. Her comedic timing's awesome, which we've talked about before in other like Jackie Chan movies. The comedic timing of the Peking Opera crew, yeah, is great. They're so good, and she's been around forever too. Like she was in the Man with the Golden Gun, the James Bond film in '74. Yeah, and uh, the Black Dragon revenges the death of Bruce Lee in '75 with Ron Van Cleef. Like she was in those <laughs> kind of things. Yeah. That fucking title kills me. The Black Dragon revenges the death of Bruce Lee. Yeah, revenges. Not avenges, yeah. it's fucking revenges. revenges. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> but the landlord and the landlady, fucking, she pulls him out of the window and pounds the shit out of him. Yes. And then fucking chucks him out the window and you get that sort of Titanic look out the window. Remember when Titanic, <laughs> yeah, when the dude yeah. rang when off dude. the railing? Yeah. He fucking comes down and bounces off the fucking awnings and lands on yeah. his face. <laughs> Yeah, like she she pulls him in there by the she pulls him in the apartment by the hair and just starts dropping fucking hammer fists like drop it. She is so good and he's out of frame now because they're doing the frame with like she's just in the window and she's got the smoke in her mouth and the curlers in her hair and she's is, always there. She is dropping bombs on him and then she fucking <laughs> fires him out the window and this looks like a combination of like cgi and a dummy that they yes. composited together because the way he goes down and he's just <laughs> ringing off the staging and awnings and stuff like that it's, lands it on the ground great. it looks really good and then when the fucking potted plant falls on his head <laughs> when he's laying there it's oh my god i loved it i was i was very impressed with that and depending on the cut you get when he's lying on the, on his face and the plant lands on his head depending on which version you get there's an there's blood that like comes out of his head and pools on the ground in front of oh him. in the netflix version if you watch it in canada on netflix that's not the version you get he just lays there and yeah, they cut I, away from it i watched the uh, canadian netflix version so yeah, yeah i didn't get the blood but then no. shampoo guy is poking him with the stick. And he's just like, <laughs> are you dead? And he's like, go away. <laughs> go away. Fuck off. <laughs> so then we get a cut to the kids playing soccer out here. And the uh, the guy comes over and starts juggling the ball, which is very clearly fake. But, it you know, it's cool. And then they're like, hey, can you teach us? And he just stomps on the ball here. Poof. <laughs> Flattens it and kicks it away, which is a nod to Stephen Chow's first film, uh, Shaolin Soccer. Yeah, and and the children cry. There are there are numerous scenes of crying children in this film. <laughs> it's it's never not funny. And then we get the 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 lead in of of that is that that is Sing, the lead character played by Stephen Chow, and his sidekick Bone, who are coming in here 
and we don't know it yet, but they are actually faking being members of the Axe Gang to try and garner respect. Yeah, and free shit. Yeah, right? And they have Bone here, uh, who is played by Si Chung Lam, who was actually, who, he was actually in uh, Shaolin Soccer as well. That was his first movie. But, uh, or I, sh- I should say his first movie with Stephen Chow. But he comes in here and he's sort of overweight. And when he takes his little jacket opening, because the barber, they're trying to get the haircut for free and actually rob the guy. Mm. But uh, he kind of looks up and opens his jacket and he's got these, they kind of play on how fat he is by his titties jiggling around with the axe tattoos on him. And he's like, don't get the boss, don't get the boss mad. I'll handle him. He's my buddy. Hey man, just cut his fucking hair and give us what we, what's in the till. Okay. How about that? But it, the shit doesn't work. Like they just look like a couple of fucking tool bags and nobody believes that they're part of the axe gang. <laughs> these, uh, these three guys, the barber and, and the other two. Yeah. Comedically, they're gold. Like, oh, they're, they're awesome. They're so good because that the guy with the shampoo, I don't know anybody's name. I'm sorry. The guy with That's the okay. shampoo in his hair, like he plays it straight face throughout the entire film. Like he yep. shows no emotion, which is hilarious compared is awesome. to yeah. everybody else who's got their emotions amped up to 11. So he's just like, yeah, you can give us some money and we'll get out of here. I'll handle this. And, and he just looks at him and he's just like, so it's blackmail. And he's just so stone cold. Yep. Which there's several scenes later where he does that same type of delivery to even greater comedic effect. Yeah. These actors are fucking like beyond good. They're really good. And then this scene here where the whole sort of crowd comes up because they realize that they're trying to rob this barber kid and Singh comes out and he's like, Oh, you want to fight? All right. And the timing of this scene is fucking hilarious. The way they do it with like, okay, we'll go one-on-one. How about, uh, you (laughs) over there. And, like, every person he picks is either jacked as fuck or they really yeah. know how to fight or, like, that guy that's actually, like, nine and a half fucking feet tall because well, he's sitting down. He walks out <laughs> and it lets you know exactly what's happening because he's like, we'll do a one-on-one. Don't even think about cheating. He goes, I'll fight anybody. You, old woman with the onion. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she steps up, fucking punches him in the guts and he doubles over his blood comes out of his mouth (laughs) and she's just like i'm a farmer and he's like "Ah, yeah well get the fuck out of here farmers don't fight piss off fuck you you're lucky you're a woman yeah you're lucky (laughs) and every time he calls somebody yo the old man with glasses and the old man steps out of the crowd and he's He's fucking fucking jacked yeah yeah there was the guy that was like that was actually in the crowd sitting on a chair. So when he calls him, he actually stands up and he's like seven and a half, eight feet tall. There's oh the my old, God. The old he man probably weighs glasses. 120 though. Oh yeah. 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 He's like a thermometer, but uh, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And then yeah. they, they, they CGI a little kid's face on like a, like a Schwarzenegger type body. And he's, that was fucking he's hilarious. Getting more and more frustrated. That was oh. fucking funny. You old man. And the old man steps out and he goes, no, 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 not you. I didn't mean you. I meant the, yeah. the kid yeah. like completely in another part of the circle. And the kid just steps out and he's all jacked. Yeah. <laughs> the kid's just as jacked. But I love that he goes, the kid, he goes, yeah, you. And the kid comes out and he goes, no, 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 no. Oh man. What? Ugh. But then he gets mad. He goes, so no one-on-ones today, I guess. Yeah. You're all yeah. such fucking wimps. Yeah. Like, he totally yeah. flips it around. Yeah. He <laughs> totally so flips it around. Funny. He turned down every fight. It's, he's he's very funny. Like, the way that he uh, delivers his lines. Like, you know, I had to watch it with subtitles. But 
you know, his his facial expressions, everything's amazing. And then the barber comes back with the landlady, which is she's fucking hilarious. Fucking so funny. When she's like, you blackmailed him, huh? And she's like, hey, fat lady, you're in charge here, right? And she just fucking hammers him with the slippers. <laughs> with the slipper, yeah. <laughs> I'm with the axe gang. Axe gang, my ass. Psh, yeah. Fucking, yeah. everything was my ass. We're on the same side. Same side, my ass. Psh, yeah. Just fucking yeah. cracking him in the fucking face and chasing him out of town. It's awesome, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> she just fucking runs him out. Oh, dude, this next scene, I fucking died when he pulls out the firecracker to call for backup and oh he fucking God. lights it and throws it up over the building i love this coming up and it blows the dude's hat off and it's an actual member of the axe gang and he just walks in and super calmly is like who threw this when he he, goes, that fucking fat woman over there threw it that's who yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he comes walking in like it's so it's so like mark's brothers like you know exploding cigar type of comedy like because yeah. his hat is all fucked up his hat's still smoking <laughs> as he walks around the corner and like the the dusty fucking powder burns on it's so good it's fuck and when they walk in like the landlady you can see is like oh fuck this is the actual axe gang yes and as they walk in like they get that sort of wide shot of her on the left side of the screen and the gang coming in on the right but as the gang comes in you can see the sky and all the yeah. black clouds are like following them yes. in and shit like yeah. it's just this ominous darkening coming over the town now. <laughs> yeah, and then she fucks hilarious. off. She fucks off and starts running in like fucking quadruple time and runs right up and gets in her bed, and pulls the covers over her head. It's, <laughs> it's, oh my god! Yeah, it's super cartoony because she does that like road runner where she like puts her arms out beside her and then yeah, <laughs> and she yeah. just runs out. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Because now you you know everything you need to know about this movie to, to find it hilarious. Yeah. Right? The little barber guy's there, and he's like, yeah, you blackmail it. And the axe gang guy pulls out his axe, and the the barber kid is kind of looking at the axe like, oh, God damn it. Like, I'm going to – and he just – he goes – he looks like he's going to smash him in the face. But it cuts to black, and then they kind of get a long shot, and the guy with the blown-off hat is way in the back where he sort of first came into the square – and he's in a barrel, and they're like, "Let me get you out." And he's, "No, no, don't, don't get me out. My, Dude, my back's, my back's my broken." Back is broken. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. He's like, "Call for help!" And they shoot the firecracker up, and it turns into an axe in the air, like the old fucking eat yeah. at owls fucking yeah. sign from Bugs Bunny. Like, yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny. And then we get that weird cut to that odd-looking woman trying to put on her makeup in the mirror, yeah. and as she's putting on her lipstick. And we get that big boom, and she fucking drags her lipstick up her cheek, and she gets all angry, like, oh, god damn it, you guys. And when she goes outside, there's like, Jesus, what is there, 300 Axe member guys there? Yeah. That's like fucking gangs in New York. Honestly, like, I, I think that the way they did that transition was amazing, right? Because they fire the firecracker, they cut to her, you know, with this big shit-eating grin of about her putting her lipstick on when she's clearly wearing lipstick. Yes. And then, you know, like, there's the the, the noise... She marks her lipstick, and then she walks outside, and that's how we reveal all these guys showing up. I thought it was a great little transition. Yeah, the cinematography here is really, really good. All throughout the whole the movie, it's really good. Yeah. So all these guys come in here, and they're sort of seeing people flee into their shops and stuff. The fucking landlord like has still has the pot on the back of his head, and he pulls a bunch of <laughs> shit buried. around his face. Yeah, it's so funny. 
buries his face in horse shit or something. And uh, so they're trying to figure out now what's going on. We get the leader again. Brother Sam is here looking at his buddy in the barrel with a broken back who's now foaming at the mouth <laughs> and is fucked up. And Brother Sam's like, huh, this fucking guy. So he pulls some people out and they're going to burn this. Speaking of Michael Madsen. Oh, yeah. They put this uh, mother and son here in the middle of the square and they pour the kerosene over them. And they're basically like, you know, who did this? And Cooley comes out here and, like you said, turns into a superhero and just starts kicking the shit Neo Matrix style out of all the Agent Smiths here and just starts kicking the fuck out of everybody. Well, yeah, but just to go back for a second, like this film, like rarely in a film, if you see a woman and a child covered in kerosene, do you actually think that they might get hurt? And yes. From what I have seen so far in this film, I'm thinking they might. <laughs> like they he's might. Already, he's already yeah. shot a woman in the back that was walking away. So I do like how this was. This was pretty tense for me because I'm like, holy shit, are they going to burn a mother and a kid? Like, so yeah. it was uh, cool how he actually throws the Zippo, and that's when he comes out and catches, catches it. it. And then yep. I actually liked this wire work, man. This wire work shit is good. Like, there's the scene, like, right after this, Cooley comes out and beats the shit out of a bunch of these guys, but then they show the tailor is kind of cowering in his stop in his shop, and then one of the Axe Gang guys goes to, like, hit him with the axe, and you just see him come flying out through the window. Mm. You're like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? And then you see him take all the rings off his shit and put it on his arms. That's a, that guy's a real martial artist. That's uh, Ching Ling Chu. He was in, uh, Sammo Hung did a takeoff called Enter the Fat Dragon in 78. Right. He was in that as a martial artist. But he comes out here with his fucking rings on his arms and just starts pounding dudes. Yeah, I want a set of those rings. I don't know where I can awesome. get them. But they're badass. Like, yeah, this guy Imagine comes the out. weight that would lend to your punches. Oh my god, yeah, no, that's why I want them. <laughs> dude. And he's blocking axes with them and smashing dudes. Yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. I really enjoyed this. Like, this fight yeah. scene... I liked way more like than I anticipated. I was like, this is fucking good. Well, and now this is the fight scene here that was directed by Sammo Hung. Okay, well, this is like my favorite fight scene. Like it's it's got some wire work, but it feels real and it feels kinetic despite the fact that there's 500 guys with fucking axes. Like, you know, yeah, as real as that can be. It's fucking cool. Like the, you get the reveal here of of Donut and he's the the baker and he's fucking like the way he kicks that bench and all the staffs fall down and he grabs yeah. one as he's jumping out the as window he's jumping out the window it's a beautiful shot like it's like fucking really. crouching tiger hidden dragon shit yeah it's really good and he comes out and beats the fuck like he's breaking guns in half and you can see how flexible the staff is and he's yeah. cracking dudes and fucking laying Dude, them. Dude, oh, it's awesome. I'm pretty sure there's a couple of hits where he's really cracking them in the side of the head with that. Because there's a oh, couple, yeah. and I'm like, that looks. That's a legit hit, man. Like that's that hit, that hit a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. His name's Zihua Dong, and I'm pretty sure Zihua Dong killed a guy. Yeah, because I'm sure that that staff is. I'm gonna say it's made out of like probably hard rubber. So that it's it flexes like that, mm. but I'm sure Samuel Hung is like, oh, it's made of rubber. You can hit him full on. Like, go ahead. And his stunt crew's like, yeah, okay. And I'm sure he just beat the fuck out of these dudes with that. 
Do you remember we had those practice nunchucks wrapped in foam? And that Fuck Steve yeah, guy, that Steve guy came in and just started fucking beating people with it. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> yep. dude, that fucking really hurts, man. And he's like, yeah, they're foam. They're foam. It's like, yeah, well, they're fucking moving, and they've got a goddamn hard plastic core. Like, <laughs> you smash somebody in the face with it, that shit's going to sting. Oh, so, yeah. Fuck yeah, that's a that's a great fight scene. Yeah, really, really like that one a lot. That one's that one's my favorite in the movie, just because I think it's the most. <sighs> I hate to use the term realistic. I mean, we're talking about martial arts films, but I I, I yeah. think that that's the one that I enjoyed the most because I found it the most grounded, as as I guess the lazy word that I'll use to describe it. Yeah, it gets they get pretty uh pretty fucking outlandish after a while. They're still very enjoyable. Yes. But you're right. For blending what I like with the wire work and stuff that I'm kind of like Matt on, that one does it to a degree that I'm really okay with and liked. Yeah. To the mo- to the most degree in the movie. So then we get a cut here where we get uh, Singh and Bone have been captured by the Axe Gang. They were taken away here. And this is where we figure out as they're tied up and they go to chuck the axes at them and kill them that... <laughs> Sing can actually pick locks as yeah. an axe is fucking yeah. flying in his yeah. face. <laughs> it's really funny. And Brother Sam is like, hey, we could probably use a guy like that. Do it again if you're so fucking good. And they give him, like, to the count of three to get bone down as two other guys chuck axes at him. And he does it. And uh, they get out and they're like, oh, that was fast. Fuck. All right. Uh, we could probably use a guy like you. Get the fuck out of here. So he lets them leave. Yeah, but they have to kill somebody. They have to go kill somebody to prove to them that they can be members of the Axe Gang. You ever killed anybody? Well, no, not really. <laughs> Get yeah, out of here. Don't I like kill how somebody. He, says, he goes, in the Canadian subtitle version, he's like, you ever killed anybody? He goes, no, but I've thought about it before. I know, right? I I've thought about it many times. Yeah, so then for, for some reason, Sing and Bone here are up in this weird the metal thing up on the lamppost like whatever the fuck that is i don't know what that thing is yeah right like i'm, I'm not sure what the purpose of that it's like an electrical box or something that doesn't have anything in it i don't know it doesn't matter but anyway they they end up out here with these beggars and sing is like shit talking all these beggars like all oh, these fuckers with no ambition fuck you guys and then he picks up one of their discarded cigarettes and starts yeah. smoking yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it's funny He's such a wannabe badass. Like, he starts calling that guy Four Eyes. Yeah. And the guy gets on the, the, the trolley and goes, and he's like, hey, come back here and say that. You fucking asshole. Fuck you. Like, I'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's basically it's... Brad Pitt from True Romance. Like, you fucking send yeah. me, man. Yeah, send me. I'll fucking kill you. But I do, I do love when you're dealing with, you know, movies like this and, you know, like the, the Hong Kong movies. I love how the action stars are flawed and comedic and you know they're not perfect like i really love how they how they do that <laughs> it's, it's really it's cool. awesome yeah it's we've talked about that before but it's really important because it really humanizes them yeah very much so it makes you want to like the person you know like it, we talk about seagal all the time as being that invincible like you can't laugh at him ever but it makes him not relatable no you and know? his stuff I like watching that stuff sometimes because I do like to watch. Okay, I just want to watch a one-sided ass beating like yes. Pat Smith and Scott Morris. Like I wouldn't watch <laughs> yes. the UFC if all fights were that way. 
Like, no, I just would be boring as fuck. But every once in a while, you're just like, holy shit, where did that come from? Yeah, right? So we kind of get a bit of backstory here on Singh now where he gets uh, the black and white thing where he gets sold this Buddhist palm, the Buddha palm technical manual from that little street beggar charlatan scam artist guy. Or is he? Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) As we'll find out later. And we get the flash here to the... The bullies beating up the mute girl like a bunch of assholes trying to take her sucker. And that's that that's the other thing that really humanizes it because you're kinda laughing at Singh, right? Yes. You're kinda laughing at him like uh, he's like, uh, look at these pieces of shit with no ambition, you know, smoking cigarette butts and hey, four eyes, let's fucking fight. You know, like yep. and then they cut back to him getting his ass kicked and these guys being dicks and you know bullying the girl who i really think was crying in this scene yeah they were pulling her fucking hair but you it really humanizes him and you kind of get a little bit of his backstory and the shots here of the boys like over him dropping punches like directly into the lens like those were fucking those those punches were better than the extras in enter the dragon just a bunch of kids by a lot (laughs) And you really feel for the guy because he's trying to protect the girl. They turn off her and go to him. And like you said, they beat the shit at him. But then they stand around him and piss all over him. Yeah, then they piss on him, which I thought was, I was like, oh, man. Like, like insult to injury. Right? And then, you know, he's just laying there like, fuck. And they're making fun of the Buddha palm manual that he bought. Yeah, and they piss on that, too. They piss all over that. And that's when you come back and he's like, that's when I realize good guys don't win. I'm going to be a fucking bad guy. I want to be a killer. Fuck that guy. I'm not being a good guy. That's stupid. Yeah. In in the other version, uh, I, I watched another version the other day just to sort of see if I could catch two of them. And there's a bit of a longer cut there where they, the bullies leave and they're like, ah, he's a fool and she's mutant. Fuck, this is stupid. Fuck him. Let's leave. And she gets up and kind of goes over to him to kind of try and help him up. And he kind of swats her hand away and is like, no, I don't want it because he's embarrassed that he just got his ass kicked. And I think he he doesn't want the sucker or something. Like, there's a little bit of a tag on the end of that scene there. Oh, well, the one that I watched, they showed that uh, scene later in the film as, a, oh, maybe as another flashback and made the scene a little longer. So, yeah. Okay, maybe I'm misremembering. I can't, it's, it's tough to keep all the scenes in, in order Yeah, sometimes. But they they rob the uh, the ice cream girl here. Oh, look at her run! Ha ha ha! Where they're like laughing at the back of the trolley. Remember they they take the ice cream and then yeah, they're like, they... what's the matter? Never seen ice cream before? And they run away. And she's like, you guys suck, man. And they drive away. And she's all upset. So they're kind of making fun of her. I don't know if that's the same girl. I don't think it is. I don't think that's the sucker girl. It could be. I can't remember. Oh, it is. Yeah. Is it the same girl? Okay. Yeah. So then we cut back to the landlady talking about the kung fu masters and you belong in the circus and all that shit everyone's got their reasons so they're in the uh in the little square here or whatever and the the landlord is still fucked up his head's all cut open and shit he's all fucked up and far from home <laughs> and they call they want uh the, the people in the village here now want the masters to sort of help them you know they say like we have nothing precious to give you we're trying to and they give them like a bunch of potatoes or something as like an yeah. offering as a thanks for saving us kind of thing. So they realize, like, oh, thanks. Like, okay, I guess we have value to the community or whatever. Like, the tailor just bursts out crying at this, right? And <laughs> Yeah. 
it's it's a good little scene. Like I, I actually really like it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's very emotional. And I mean, then of course, like the landlady comes out and starts laughing at him, calling him a pansy, yeah. calling oh. him a fairy. <laughs> fairy. Yeah. And then he and then he runs away like and starts oh, crying. No. Oh my god. And then they're like, Yeah, you're wearing red panties too, fairy. Like, <laughs> like, like a little bit just a little bit dated with that language, but you yeah, know, whatever. Just, just completely <laughs> Just completely destroying just this man who's emasculating who's, him. Yeah, who just really did his best to save the town and then just has a touching moment when poor people offer him, you know, the smallest thing that they actually have. You know, just showing any sort of emotion is just laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> you have feelings. <laughs> so they, and then the, the lipstick girl from before gets in a bit of a yelling match with the landlady and they're yelling and she you get a sort of a hint here of her yelling superpower. Yeah. Where she's like, shut up. And everything like blows away and the, gra- the glass cracks and everything. And so we kind of, she's like, you think you can out yell me? So that's <laughs> yeah. kind of her yeah. superpower there where you, you get a bit of a glimpse of that. But this is one of my fucking favorite things. This scene coming up here because sing and bone, they see this and they're in the alley and they're like, that's one of the oh, fucking my God, masters yes. there. Dude, this scene fucking cracked me this up. This scene, I was dying. So, yeah, walk walk <laughs> through it, and then we can talk about the details. Because I was fucking crying. I was laughing so hard. So, Singh is like, okay, I'm going to get her. And he's got a knife in his left hand. He's, he's You get a long shot, like, right down to where she is. So, he's like, I'm going to get her. So, he hauls back, and he fucking throws his knife, but he sucks. He throws it way high, and it ricochets off the fucking ceiling and comes back and stabs himself in the left shoulder. <laughs> So then he's sitting there, like, so completely straight-faced. he's like, oh, and it's, like, sticking out of his shoulder. Yeah. So then he's like, Bone, you get her. And Bone's got two knives. So he's like, all right. And he literally throws it directly to his yeah. fucking right into Singh's right shoulder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And Singh's face is like, oh. <laughs> Just the the way that it digs in. Like, do you remember do you remember Ace Ventura when nature calls? Yes. When Tommy Davidson fought him and you know, and the, the natives threw the spear and it just threw goes right right in his leg and he's like ah! <laughs> And then he's muttering like, It's in the bone Like it's that type of it's that type of comedy how the, the second throwing knife goes into his opposite shoulder. It's so good. And their facial expressions are amazing and then he goes to throw the third knife (laughs) he reaches bone reaches back with his left hand to throw the third knife kind of sidearm but he stabs sing again (laughs) in the right arm doesn't realize it throws what he thinks is the knife at the landlady and it hits her in the forehead but it's just the knife handle (laughs) yeah and the knife is still in his arm the knife is still, and she's like, "Who's throwing the handles? What the Who's fuck?" Like, the at me. <laughs> but then when Bone Bone sees it and he pulls the knife out, and, yeah. and he's like, "Ah, geez, don't do that!" So he sticks it back <laughs> sticks in. Sticks it back in. Steve sings face when he pulls it out and goes, "Oh!" But then he's like, "Oh, sorry, jab!" And he goes, "Oh!" Like his his, his face when it goes back in is fucking awesome. Yeah, like he's it's... in so much pain. <laughs> And you can see him, like, trying to breathe, like, oh, I just remembered I have something to do. <laughs> he tries to <Yeah>. crawl away. 
And then he picks up he picks up the cage of cobras <laughs> to throw at the landlady, and as he raises them over his head, the snakes all fall out on top of Singh, which is awesome. It's so funny, and fucking Bone is like, "Don't don't panic, snakes like music. I can do this." And he's like, "Please don't don't do that." And there's two cobras on either side of his face. And he goes, snakes like music. And Singh goes, oh, what the hell? And he tries to whistle, and the two snakes immediately bite him on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude, it's so funny. Oh, I was dying. <laughs> That's the funniest fucking scene. So then they're like, oh, Bone and, and Singh run away, and they're like, we gotta split up. So they split up, and the landlady, now we get this weird Wiley e. Coyote Roadrunner chase. Yeah. Where... The legs are all cartooned and shit, and they're burning rubber down this fucking highway with the landlady chasing Sing. And it's goofy, but after the snake bite and the knives and shit, like, yeah, I was still laughing, dude. I'll tell you. Like, I he's was using the too. knife in his shoulder like a rearview mirror. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was hilarious. But the thing that I, that I think, like, the stuff, these things taken out of context, which is what I would have seen in the trailer... Yes. made me not want to see it because i'm like i i have no interest in this but no. the way that they set the movie up and the way that they introduce the characters once you get to this point in the film which is i don't know 20 minutes in 25 30 minutes in yeah you're you're already you're already in it and you know you you just accept it and suspend your disbelief completely because it's ridiculous but it's hilarious and they do a thing in this chase that I love where, you know, you're getting the, the cartoon leg running brrr, and they're humming down the highway. But then you get the shot where they they come over a berm and they jump and they like hit these poses as they jump and there's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's have good. you ever seen? There's a scene in Hotel Transylvania where Frankenstein goes way up on this diving platform and jumps off into this little pool. And they show Frankenstein way up high, and he jumps off, and you just hear, and you, like he's humming towards the ground, right? And you just see him from his point of view, and then from from far away. But then it cuts to this really long shot, and you just hear, yeah. And it's just like him falling in slow motion, and it's so because then they cut right back to the. Yeah, they do. It's so funny. There, there's little scenes like that, like even in planes, trains, and automobiles when they're in the the car and they drive between the two tractor trailers and there's yes. sparks and there's skeletons and John Candy's the devil. Like it's really chaotic. And then when they slam the brakes on the, the luggage that was on the roof just goes soaring goes and it's just flying, yeah. silent on the wide shot. It's just all of that noise stops and it's just silent. And then, you know, the luggage lands. So yeah, I haven't seen that movie, but you know, I kind of get your drift with, with it's the hilarious. That they do that. Yeah. It's kind of using the negative space. Yeah. In a positive way. Like, uh, we talked about this actually in, or we should have talked about it in um, Jackie and Samo. Oh, Wheels on Meals. Wheels on Meals, where Benny Urquidez misses the kick and kicks the candles out. Yeah. Right? That's that's a really effective way to use a miss rather than a hit for dramatic effect. Very much so. Yeah. Anyway, they, they jump again, and she does that little spin over the top of that bus thing. With the cigarette in her mouth, that slow motion spin, but then she slams into the fucking billboard. And slides down it slowly. Again, the slides same type of thing, right? Cartoon, it slows yeah. everything down and just... Yeah, it's good. It's funny. And then we get the cut to sing with the giant lips, the giant CGI lips from the Cobra yeah, bike. looks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he's back up in that weird telephone pole metal contagor thing. 
and he's getting angry and his forearms are all Popeye'd out and the knives pop out of him and stick into the side of the metal can and one pops out and like pops a tire on a car going by and then he pounds out this traffic light box and you just see his hands and his legs and feet and this stuff. This was fucking really good. Like It was cool, man. And it's kind of it's 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 foreshadowing that like he does, you know, these physical things like physically torturing himself with like his hand conditioning which heals him. Yes. You know, which which later we find out why, but yes. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. I really like that scene. And Bone here turns around and s- sings behind him. Hey, man, weren't you hurt? What the fuck? And he's like, I'm fine. What are you doing? Like, How come you always recover so fast? And this is where we kind of get that uh, a bit of an inkling as to what just happened. Mm. I think Sing here sees, we get the first view of the, the harp guys. The two guys walking with the giant harp on their back and they can't yes. fit between the fucking the yes. wall and the pole. <laughs> They're like, what a couple of morons. <laughs> fuck those guys. They're stupid. It's pretty great. Then we get the the ringing of the bells here about the masters. Do they stay? Do they go? Let Buddha decide. Doing the little, whatever it is, the the stick shaking, whatever thing to see if they stay or go. And it was very bad. And we get the Axe Gang uh, again here in their little hideaway, I guess it is. And they're looking for, he, he what's his face? Brother Sam is asking for professional help for in beating the, the masters from the village. They They want somebody better than his standard soldiers to beat these masters from the village. So they're going to call in some top fighters from here. And it ends up being the two guys with the harp and they're, they're sitting on the bench here with their big harp behind them. Well, actually the thing that's really cool is they're interviewing the fighters and they're like, Oh, you're the greatest assassins out there. And they're like, no, we are not. <laughs> we are not oh, the yeah. greatest. That's right. Cause they know about the guy coming. Yeah. The greatest is locked away in jail or an, uh, an asylum. I, I I forget, but they basically set themselves up the saying that you know we're incredibly good, but the number one killer in the world is the beast, and yes. he's insane and locked away now. But you know we'll 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 do the job. We'll get it done. But you, yeah, if we don't, that's the guy. Yeah, we get a really cool scene here of the three guys here of Cooley and the Taylor. And Donut training together where they're on the stairs and they're, they're, you know, they're swinging on each other and banging on each other. And they end up standing on the three corners of the stairs. That think, was great. It was very cool. I really enjoyed that. Well, they said, why don't we do some sparring before we all go our separate ways? And they're like, no, we don't have time. And then they just kind of slowly turn away and realize that they are going to spar and, you know, they break out their fan and their weapons and stuff. It's a, it's a great little, it's a great little scene, man. It's really, really fun. And again, like you said, they all jump up on the, they all jump up on the railing so effortlessly. It's great. And the cinematography is fantastic. It's beautiful to look at. Yeah. With the dust coming up and it's right at sunset and you get the sunset behind them in the final shot there of it. Really good. Yeah, beautiful. And then Buddy falls off, which is the comedic. When he goes over and his shoe flies up, that's actually awesome. (laughs) That's really funny. Which leads right to the cut of the landlord and the landlady dancing in their apartment, which is a little nod to Bruce Lee's cha-cha-cha days back in Hong Kong when he was the cha-cha-cha champion of Hong Mm -hmm. Kong. That's a little nod to that there. So these two dancey dance for a little bit, but then she beats the fuck out of him and they start fighting, (laughs) which is hysterical. 
that doesn't even look like a martial arts fight. That looks like two actors that fucking just started fucking punching each <laughs> started other. Started swinging. They are just swinging <laughs> wild. Like they are. They like I watched that a couple of times and I was just like, Jesus, are they really like fighting like real people, like <laughs> shitty and just fucking wailing? Because that's oh, how they were guys just swinging. That's how people fight outside of bars, right? They're just like, yeah, wah wah. wah. So anyway, it was. Uh, the camera work here is amazing, just kind of moving around, you know, the facility and tracking and stuff. They're obviously on a crane that's, you know, kind of moving around. But really, really nice cinematography in this. Far better than I thought. Like, I was really wrong about this movie. Yeah, I was too. Like, I was, I had a, a, a very different image of what this movie was from what it is. And in watching it, I was like, fuck, I might have to buy this movie. Like, this is great. Yeah. And we get a cool shot here of Cooley walking out and the harp player is there. Fuck, dude, this is done so well. He's walking away. The cinematography is incredible because they've got it kind of like moonlight. He's backlit. There's like silhouettes. There's lots of shadows. And the harp player looks fucking menacing. And as he's walking away in slow motion, there's shit around him that's getting knocked away. Like there's a bowl that goes flying past him. And shit like that has happened. And you're like, and I'm like, because I'd never seen it before. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What, yeah. like, what is that? Like, I didn't know. And the whole fact that he's a musician and he's playing this kind of ominous music, which actually fits into the scene, uh, is great. And then he actually just falls to the ground. And I'm like, I was really like struggling. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I never thought in a million years that his music is actually firing projectile fucking weapons at him. And, he falls to the ground sans head oh yes yes falls to the ground decapitated right decapitated yeah his fucking head's off son and then we get the other guy going into the tailor's shop here and is like hey make me a suit and he's like we're closed he's like ah oh, you can make a suit in a very short amount of time and then he he ends up punching through the fabric and the tailor slams the the ground and his fucking rings fly up and he puts oh, them on his arm. Oh, that was such an awesome shot, man! Like really. When the good. rings fly up, yeah, and they and, and they he just puts his arms up and the sound of the rings, fucking cool, dude. The foley in this movie is the shit. It's yeah. really really fucking good. Let me the the foley's awesome. The sound is awesome. The the fucking musical score. Raymond Wong and the Hong Kong Chinese Orchestra did the score and it's yes. fucking great it's perfect like it's so good it's it's got that chinese flair to it but it's also a little bit modern mm. like, tremendous job and now this fucking guy turns into wolverine yeah because his nails come out but like it's great he's punching like the walls breaking behind them with the back swings of their punches and shit i really liked it i like you know he draws him outside and you know he's fighting one hand to hand and you know, the assassin's playing. I don't know what that instrument is. Some sort of fucking... Some type of harp thing. Stringed harp coffin. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's really cool. And again, the way that they have it, he's he's sitting on a, on a chair that you can't see. So he's like yeah. suspending himself in like a, like a wall sit. And yeah. then the without giant... The, yeah, without a wall. And then the giant harp is actually resting across his legs. And now he's strumming and sending, like, CGI swords at him. Which is, the originality of this is is so good. And, like, the tailor knows what's up here. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he's sitting there, he sees them, and he gets into his little kung fu stance. The hua. We get a really funny, like, the comedic relief in this, too, with 
brother Sam sitting in the car and the guy's like his little assistant, you know, sycophant is there and he's leaning forward like, we should just kill them all. Just, just kill them. And fucking brother Sam smashes him in the head like, don't block my view. Don't block my view. (laughs) Cracks him in the head. Yeah. But when the harp guy, you get a close up on him and he strums and kind of throws his hand forward and you see the tailor do that leaping cartwheel thing out of the way and the fucking brick gets cut in line with it. Yeah. So the tailor guy knows what's up. Yeah, I would be killed because if I saw like some sort of ghost sword coming at me, I would stand there like, is that a sword coming out of a harp? What the fuck is chop? You know, like yeah, <laughs> I'd be bisected immediately. Yeah. But it's cool because the second sword that flies out, the tailor tries to block it with his rings, and the rings fucking break. Yeah, shatter, gone, and you're just yep. like, oh shit, that was his only means of protection. Yeah, other than the giant fucking stone wheel that he picks up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like Fred Flintstone was like illegally parked in uh, fucking Pigsty Alley, and he just picks right? the front of his car <laughs> up and launches it. And he launches it at these two dudes, and they use the harp to fucking... And it fires the fucking stone wheel back at this guy that comes out of his apartment like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he runs yeah. back in, smash! He just like wedges in the door... Yeah, it's 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 really entertaining. Like really it's good. Cool, like man. these two guys, these two assassins, the musicians, they're so goddamn creepy and scary and menacing. Like and and you get caught up in the scene because you're actually, you know, concerned with our tailor. You're like, "Oh my god, he's going to die." Like they already killed one. Yeah. Yeah, and th- these guys remind me of the the blonde twins from the Matrix uh, 3 from the Wachowski brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it kind of reminds me of a Chinese version of that because, like you said, they're creepy. The brother Sam swats that dude in the head again because he's still blocking his view. We get half-ass cheek guy running away. Everybody's closing their yeah. fucking blinds now because they're like, fuck, I told those guys to leave. God damn it. But now the harp, these guys just start throwing, like, invisible fists and swords and shit all at the tailor. Yeah. And, I mean, you can see him like, fuck. But... Donut comes out here with the spear to his rescue with his spear and just starts wavering it around and breaking up the the phantom swords that are coming. Mm. But when the landlady opens the window, they kind of silent the harp. Like, and the, the, the landlady kind of is like, what are you doing? You know, I told you to get out of here or something like that. And the landlord pulls her back inside and is like, well, she's, we're going to tell her to shut up. It's okay. We're good. And he shuts yeah. the window again. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's pissed. She's like, who's going to pay for this damage? Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, sorry, yeah. sorry. Nothing. We're good. Just yeah. Do your you thing. Continue <laughs> having your death match. <laughs> but Donut's out here deflecting these phantom swords with his spear staff, which gets pretty much immediately cut off at the end. Yeah. But then he's got like. Six swords, or not swords, six um, spears Spears that he chucks up in the air, and he just is jumping at these dudes, and the spears are flying everywhere. Like, it's a fucking cool-looking scene, man. It's very wire-worky. Well, they, he he throws a spear right at them, and, and Buddy flicks his hand, and, like, a sword bisects the spear. Yeah, and like Robin almost, that shit. And almost takes his head off, like... It's really complicated. It's an incredibly complicated scene, but it's easy to digest what's happening. You know what I mean? Because yes, they have yeah. such they have a couple of super wide shots, like really, really wide shots, so you can kind of see what's going on and not ruin the action with that, you know, modern fast cutting shaky cam. Like yeah. it's it's the editing on this is exceptionally well done. Yeah, like you said, it's a complicated scene, 
but you always know who's where and what's happening. Yes. And that's a credit to the directing. The Wu Ping Yuan directed this fight scene. And he did a fantastic job. And like you said, the editing is second to none Yeah, in this. It's tremendous. Because they do have they do have the close-ups on the face so you can see the facial reactions. They have wide shots so you can see it. And then they actually have like a super wide shot, like a fucking 8mm, almost a fisheye lens, where you can actually see like the whole square and the distance between the two as he's running towards and they're, and they're flicking it. It's really, really exceptionally well done. Yeah, it ramps up because it starts out pretty slow with just the single swords. But by the end here with, with Donut... And all the sword, uh, all the spears flying around, they're just, blah, 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 just throwing shit out. And yeah. fake swords, like ghost swords, are flying everywhere, and his spear kind of explodes. And then we get, unfortunately, the tailor pushes Donut out of the way here and kind of sacrifices himself to save Donut. Yeah. And gets a bunch of, of stabby stabs in his chest and stuff. But then the landlady's like, hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? And she's out of the window yeah. again. And the yeah. little assistant comes out with the hatchet and is like, hey, fatso, shut up and die. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Throws the hatchet at her and she catches the fucking hatchet. There's... And it's like, die in this racket? You fucking suck. Yeah, and there's... again, the husband pulls her in and is like, sorry, sorry, keep going. Fin- finish your match. <laughs> yeah. There's so, so many old phrases. Like, like they call her a fat ass and a tub of lard and... <laughs> Eat yeah. shit and die. Like, remember, people used to say that all the time. <laughs> Eat shit and die, asshole. Shit die, like, asshole. They don't. I haven't heard that in years, and then I heard it in this. Like, I'm like, oh fuck, I haven't heard that in ages. <laughs> we get a bit of a of a, a save here because as she gets uh, the landlord pulls her back inside and gives kind of the okay, finish with your death match or whatever. And both Donut and the tailor are fucked up and basically helpless. And yeah. The harp guys throw a bunch of swords at them. But the landlady's like, get out of here! And, like, does her big yell and the fucking windows blow out. And it breaks the, her yell breaks the strings on the harp. Yeah, which is really cool. Oh, it's super cool. And it's another sort of like, oh, right, that's her superpower is the the super loud yell. We get all the awnings are, like, blowing away like the fucking flappy yeah. arms on that boxer from the old Bugs Bunny cartoon, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the big guy yells at him. <laughs> and the harpists are like, there's another master? What's going on? So they jump up and they grab the landlord out of the window and take him down to the square. And now they're all standing here and the two harpist guys punch the landlord in the chest and it's bouncing off of the landlord and making them punch each other. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. It's really funny and it's cool because like they're trying to hit him and he's like cha-cha moving his hips and shit around. Yeah. And they're missing him. It's fucking hilarious, dude. It's really funny. Yeah, he's doing these moves, and he's wearing silk pajamas, right? Yep. And he's just, he kind of looks like an Asian Burt Reynolds, just kind of like fucking (laughs) shucking and diving, rocking his hips back and forth. (laughs) And, you know, comedically, these guys are basically trying to kick him, but end up keep, they keep hitting each other. And his fucking head goes back, and his his tooth flies out. Like, it's it's really funny. Well, and then they kick him up into the air, and he does a backflip. And they kick him again, and he keeps flying, but then he, like, drifts to the ground like a leaf and, like, floats yeah. up and flies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And he's just beating the shit out of these two guys now. He's just throwing them around. We get a cut inside here to the landlady with the tailor who passes away. He dies. And she's got that ever-present cigarette. But we get the long shot of her 
with the cigarette looking out through the door and her, her husband, the landlord, is just <laughs> oh my God. swinging yes. those dudes around yeah. like fucking Chinese Connection Chinese where he's connection. in the dojo. Yeah, with the dummies. And he's swinging the dudes around, drawing the circle in the square with their toes, and he just fucking fires these dudes around. Yeah, and then he makes the yin-yang symbol in the dirt with them. <laughs> like, fucking awesome. Oh, it's so good. And the, the two guys try and restring their their little harp thing real quick they pull it out and then the landlady comes out and steps in front of him with the cigarette yeah and they throw the the zombie i guess it's the when they strum it again the zombie warriors come flying at them and they're just landlord landlady are just standing like 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 it ain't no thing she pulls in her cigarette pulls a big drag (laughs) throws all the she does her little pose and the yell and all the zombie soldiers just disintegrate with the power of her voice yeah, it was, uh... It looked fucking cool, man. It looked cool. I love how everything is framed up here, and and I love how they do wide shots and medium shots, and like you said, that long shot where she's inside looking out, and there's the entire frame, and like one-sixth of the frame is the open doorway, and he's just spinning them around in circles. It's fucking hilarious. Like It's, it's really funny. Like, this movie's got... It's, it's not just comedy like it's it's got some hilarious things with special effects but then they do stuff that's hilarious that aren't special effects like the mob guys are deciding to to leave and you know the two of them are in the back seat and then you know it cuts to the front seat and when it cuts to the back the landlady's sitting in the back seat between them with her arms (laughs) around them just stone-faced like that's not a special effect like it's no it's gene wilder in blazing saddles with the guns i wouldn't touch those guns if i were you and his hands are you know his hands are by his side the guys pull the guns they show all the guns and then they cut back to the exact same shot of gene wilder as if he did not move right it's that type of (laughs) it's that type of uh comedy it's it's really good i i enjoyed this way more than i thought oh it's fucking hilarious because when she yells it blows all the clothes off the two harp guys yeah. Which is hilarious. But then, yeah, when they appear in the car. Yes. It's fucking hilarious. Hey, man, go. The little assistant guy. Yes. Start the car. And they look at those two guys. And when they look back from the back seat at the back of the head of the driver, the fucking <laughs> landlord's there with his arm around him. <laughs> yeah. And then they turn the camera around again and she's sitting between <laughs> and them. She's in the back between them. Fucking with hilarious. The, with the smoke hanging out of her mouth, which is awesome. I just thought it was so good. Looking like she's bored to fucking tears yes. in that back seat. Like, oh, God, these guys are fucking morons. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so funny. But then she does the thing, the tribute right out of Return of the Dragon here, where she looks at him and she gives the finger and the no, 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 and then yeah. the me. Yeah. And she fucking makes the fists with the all the knuckle crack, yeah. and then she gives the little up nod. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Right out of it. It's fucking awesome. Like that little homage to the Bruce Lee heritage there. Yeah. The little so good. She flicks her nose, nose and everything. Yeah. Awesome. So good. Yeah. I, I really, I thought I was going to come into this and we were going to do this podcast and it was going to be us being like, ah, this kind of wasn't my thing. You know, eh, I'm not going to talk shit about it. But dude, this is really big for me. Like, this is fun. Yeah. I really had fun. And, and again, I think it was just me misunderstanding what this film was because this film is is like a love letter to hong kong cinema really 100 percent. and there's so much there's so much in here and just different types of comedy right you've got deadpan comedy you've got slapstick comedy like it's yeah 
it's and it's unrel it's unrelenting because you know you get that that funny like you said that kind of blazing saddles moment with them showing up in the car and then these two guys brother sam and his little assistant here drive away and brother sam is shaking and the assistant tries to light a cigarette and lights fucking brother Sam's hair on fire. <laughs> he goes to light a cigar. <laughs> yeah, his hand's shaking. And he fucking goes to light hilarious. a cigar. And he catches his hair on fire like Michael Jackson in that Pepsi commercial. Yeah, he, he takes out a flask and pours it on there and it just fucking goes up. He it's, tries to suffocate it with his with his suit jacket, yeah, but he catches his suit, suit jacket on fire. Yeah, his suit catches. <laughs> it's so good. Fuck, it's funny. Anyway, we we they're driving down the road and it's all smoky in the car. But we cut back here now to Donut in his on his deathbed with the landlord and the landlady here, and they're sort of walking Donut through the final moments here. And oh, come on, you know, don't call us masters. And he's like, oh, now I can die in peace and blah blah blah. You're such great fighters. And the the lipstick girl comes out and she's kind of trying to talk shit a little bit. Like if you guys helped earlier, maybe this wouldn't happen. But, you know. Anyway, whatever. They talk about, you know, the, the, the bit of backstory here where we saw our only son killed in a fight years ago, so we don't want to get revenge because it can be devastating, and do you understand that, and all that stuff. And the villagers, the hairstylist kid, is like, hey, why don't you teach us to be fighters, and we can avenge them. And she's like, no, you can't just fucking be a top fighter. Like, you got to be a natural-born person. It takes a long fucking time to be a natural at this. It's like one in a million people, etc., and it's so fucking funny because they show back to <laughs> they show back to the haircut kid and he's like doing all these martial arts moves, but oh. they suck. And he's like, it's very obvious. I'm the one. And he walks up and she just punches him fucking square in the face and drops him. <laughs> it was like that fucking <laughs> caught me off guard. Like when he just said it's very obvious that I'm the one and she just fucking laces him and he fucking drops that's what's that's he what, just falls over it's so fucking funny dude he, <laughs> i really i really think that and i never felt this way until i saw this movie i really think that edgar wright was probably like a lot of the stuff that's done in this film like the funny <laughs> funny and comical popping in or going out of frame that he does yes which like is, he does all, it great. Yeah, he does it so well. Like there'll be the frame and a face will pop in. Hey, uh, like they do that really, really well in here. And I, I've not read that, but I would, I would say that he was probably very much inspired by this style of filmmaking, if not this film specifically. Yeah, absolutely. I think he probably got some of that from this. And speaking, of, yeah, we cut back to Donut here, and he gives the Spider-Man line. There's two movie references, like right, right here, because he here. gives the "With great power comes great responsibility" line. And they're like, you're hurt real bad. Like, lay down. Yeah. The Spider-Man line caught me off guard, right? Because I'm like, oh. But then they double down and throw in the <laughs> Sean Connery in The Untouchables. Because <laughs> he just goes, what are you? And he says it in English. What yeah. are you prepared to do? And I was just like, did I just fucking see that? I fucking <laughs> rewound it. I watched it again. And it's, if I did not believe my own eyes and ears, I sent you a text. <laughs> you and I was, like, I was like, did this wait i think i saw this happen um <laughs> i just watched last night i just watched um once upon a time in hollywood oh yes great and movie. It, it reminded me of that scene at the end when the when the manson gang breaks into the the in that movie the other house with brad pitt in it and he's high as fuck and he goes are you real 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of yeah. reminded me of that. Like, did I just yeah. fucking hear what I just saw? I thought I heard. But he, he, well, I was just saying, he was just he was just dropping in death lines from everybody from American movies. He's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to say Uncle Ben's dying words. Now I'm going to say Sean Connery's dying words. Like, it was, it was great. I loved this. It was hilarious. And in, apparently in the Italian dub, instead of saying the Spider-Man line, he says, I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> he drops a Rolling Stones line. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's, just, it's hilarious. He's just dropping in English lines. It's fucking funny as shit. So Donut pass, Donut dies there. And now we get the cut to, to fucking sing and bone on the trolley. And sings talking shit to the guy with glasses. He's like, yeah. hey, what about that four eyes? Hey, four and he starts eyes. doing that snake fucking move with his hands. Yeah. And the fucking yeah. four eyes guy just beats the shit out of him right in front of Bone. Yeah. <laughs> Slamming his face off the fucking seat. And Bone's just sitting there fucking staring at him. And fucking he holds Sing's head up and Sing goes to Bone. Are you going to help me? Yeah. And Bone just kind of looks at the guy and makes this mean mug. And the fucking Four-Eyes guy just grabs him and starts slamming the two of their heads yeah. off the seat. Double. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Dragon style, tiger style, you going to beat me, huh? What's up with yeah. that? He just chucks them off the trolley. He's like, fuck you. And he does the little snake move as a, yeah. <laughs> as a taunt yeah. to him. As a goodbye. Yeah. And fucking Singer's like, yeah, come down here. I'll smash you. <laughs> like, yeah. like after his after his <laughs> brutal, severe beating of a guy on a trolley. It's fucking great. It's so funny, dude. So anyway, he gets pissy with Bone. Sing, I should say, gets pissy with Bone here. Uh, you sound like a wimp and we always get beat. We haven't gotten anywhere, blah, blah, blah. We haven't done anything like he's trying to get into the Axe Gang still. We haven't done killing or arson or rape or anything. We haven't <laughs> done any of that shit. You're a numb nut. Like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> and then we get uh, the look over here to the, the girl again. Fong. Fong is her name. The mute girl. And he tries to rob Fong. This is a stick up. And he puts the knife in to the table there. I really like this scene because yeah. he's trying to be a bad guy. And he pushes her down and sort of is in the middle of robbing her and they have a cool little scene where he's holding her by the hair and kind of dipping her down yeah and holding it and they pan up to that big shot with the Fred Astaire, Astaire Ginger Rogers poster yeah. and they're hitting the same pose yeah it's it's fucking cool little little shot there I really dug that I thought that was a neat thing but she's just looking at him with the tear running down her eye because she knows who he is but I he doesn't know who she is at this particular moment and Bone gets into the the little case thing that she has there and they go to take her money and she has the lollipop from the earlier encounter uh with yeah. him and the bullies and stuff it's almost reminiscent and it makes sense because a lot of these people were in the ip man you're series. gonna say the kite from it the man. kite from yeah. it man because it's in the little yeah. box right and she's doing the chinese sign language here and she's saying i remember you like i know who you are and she shows the sucker to him that she has kept all these years. And that's yeah. when he's like, oh, fuck. You can see on his face that he's kind of stone face. And you're right. This is where you get the flashback again to her falling down and crying. And them, you know, the, the, again, the, the boy gang beating the living shit out of Singh and pissing on him again. Yeah. As the flashback and on his little manual. And she goes and sits next to him. And he like kind of rudely slaps her away and runs away again because he's embarrassed. He just got his ass kicked and was pissed on. And she's holding the sucker again there, and uh, I believe he just swats it out of her hand, if I'm not mistaken. He, she holds it out to give it to him, and he's like, fuck that. Like, he doesn't want any part of yeah, that at all. Yeah, breaks it. Breaks it on the, yeah. the stone wall. 
and but runs just, away. Just go back for one second. Like, yep. there's there's two moments where that's that's why I say the people the people in these Hong Kong movies are such good actors. With they must train like. Okay, give me ten percent happy, twenty percent angry, like because yeah. they can they can hold these different things. Because when he's holding her, like you said, like kind of dipping her in that poster, yeah, the look on her face that she realizes that you know this guy that saved her is now a piece of shit criminal. Yeah. She's not she's not upset that he's robbing that she is being robbed. She's upset that he was a good guy yeah. that's now a bad guy. Yeah. Right. And she's, she's disappointed in him. It's that she's disappointed. My in dad him. is it's I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Yeah. You she's know? staring at him. And then you just have one tear roll down her yep. cheek. And then he has a little micro reaction to that. Right. Yes. Like they they're, they're fucking brilliant, man. The 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 training that is done with the acting over there. I just I just can i'm blown away every time because they can say a thousand things with just one expression and i anyway i just wanted to go back and and mention that because they're so good in this hong kong filmmaking at 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 expressing themselves that it's it's blows me away and you see that too right after that when he realizes that she he knows now who she is she thinks he's a piece of shit which he is and he's like, fuck, and he runs away, and now he tries to ditch Bone, and yeah. he tries to give Bone the money and the two bottles of whatever it is they took, and he's like, go, get out of here, fuck off, go raise pigs, and he's trying to, like, he's almost beating the shit out of him to get him away, but he sucks at fighting, so it's like this pissy little nonsense kicks and punches that he's hitting him with. Yeah. But you can tell he's genuinely frustrated. And yes. he's trying to get Bone away from him, and not be a piece of shit like he knows he is. He's trying to save Bone, basically. And Bone keeps coming back, and he's like, fuck off, get out of here. But Bone's only coming back to, like, share with him the, one of the bottles. Yeah, one of the bottles of water or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. And he takes it, and then Bone fucks off. And when Singh kind of sits down, like, fuck. And he's annoyed at himself, but then he gets grabbed by those two guys, and they take him to this club, and he he, he walks into the club here... <laughs> And when he walks in, they kind of, they do that sort of center of him and they pan around him. So they see right. the, the band behind him and he starts like putting his fingers up in the air, like doing this little stupid dance. <laughs> yeah. But then I remember he, that. Oh, it's fucking funny. And they, as the pan turns around, you see the table behind him with uh, brother Sam and the gang. And they're like, Hey, what's his name? What's your name? And they call him over to the table because they give him some money and they say, get some new clothes. You're a member of the axe now. And he's like, fuck, really? For real? He's like, someone's waiting for you in here. So they take Singh into this beaded back room here, and it's Brother Sam. And Brother Sam says, one look at you, and I knew everything. You're what we need. You just needed your chance. Like, you're the one. We have an assignment for you here. And Singh is like, oh, fuck, yeah, anything. Like, well, whatever you want. So they now take Singh to, to the, the atypical pathology center. <laughs> yeah. And what? It's, this is fucking crazy because they're doing the like the comic book music. No, no, that's not comic book music. That is the Pee Wee's Big Adventure theme song oh, by Danny shit, Elfman. Right. So that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about is how the fuck is that in this movie? Because that's it's legitimately question. Danny Elfman 
doing the Pee Wee's Big doing Adventure the theme song. <laughs> they must have got the rights or stole it. I'm going to assume they've got the rights to it. But they they use Sing here to go into this crazy, you know, atypical psychology center. <laughs> yeah. Yes. To to break out the beast. And they, they need the beast here. So he goes, Sing goes in here because he's a lockpick and they know that he's a lockpick. So as soon as... As soon as he steps through the cut fence onto the ground, you get that Ghostbusters swirl above the center and the wind picks up and everything. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So Sing gets inside immediately. He's running through the place and there's nobody here. Like he's just running freely amok through this psycho- psychological board or whatever. He's got this shitty map that he's trying to find his way through the place and as soon as he gets by a door, a fucking arm reaches out through the door and grabs his bag of shit that he needs yeah. like yeah. <laughs> like right away <laughs> that's like right out of like resident evil right yeah like, right yeah like resident evil 2 like you'd walk by a window and arms would just reach in and grab you grab uh, in the hallway of the police station that's what it made me think of i was like jesus like this movie is littered with references oh speaking of references there's a massive one coming up here because he falls down the stairs and then he's running down these long-ass hallways, and he stops where the, the door is at the end of the hallway here. And we get the long shot down the hallway, and the long shot the opposite way down down to the door. And then The Shining happens. Yeah. Because the fucking blood comes pouring out through the <laughs> door and fills the fucking hallway up. Yeah. <laughs> With Well, it's red water, but it's obviously supposed to be a reference to The Shining. Like, like drastically, yeah. So you have, like, Ghostbusters, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Resident Evil... The Shining. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. mental, but it's awesome. It's so much fun yeah. finding them all. And as he walks down the hall here, you get all the frogs and you hear the toads in the hallway, which is obviously a reference to what's going to come later. And he he picks this massive steel door with like a, basically a fucking tungsten light bulb filament, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is hysterical. <laughs> Cream corn, give me a hairpin. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and he slides this giant door open and this small little wispy haired fucking guy is just sitting reading the paper behind this door yeah i think he might even have been taking a shit like something was but then he's back at the axe gang's headquarters and brother sum is there with a bunch of the gangsters and mob stars and they're like the little assistant's like you're the world's top killer and he's just sitting there with his little white tank top and boxer shorts and his shitty glasses and he's just kicking his Little sandal on his little foot. flip flop, yeah. Kicking that around. And he's like, uh, I've killed so many people trying to find a worthy adversary. You know, I just sit in jail. Whatsoever. Who cares? Never found one yet. So, uh, meh. That's why I stayed inside that prison. I could have got out any time. So, they, the the gang here, doesn't really believe that he's this killer. Yeah. And he's like, well, if you find me a worthy opponent, I'll kill him for free. I don't really care. And... The assistant is like, brilliant fighters, up to the challenge. All right, we'll get you, but first, how about you show us some moves? Why don't you basically prove to us that you are who you say you are? Not that we don't trust you, we just want to see you in action. And the beast is like, you fucking morons aren't worth my time. Like, what are you yeah. doing? What are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> so one of the guys is like, he doesn't look like a badass. His slippers suck. Like, what the yeah. fuck is up with this guy? And he basically he says to Brother Sum, are you sure you got the right guy? Like... <laughs> And this is, I think that's, that's Singh actually. Singh is like, are you sure you got, I'm, I got the right guy yeah. in this? Yeah. So he goes up to the beast and is like, why don't you show us some moves? And he, Singh holds his fist up and says, you ever seen a fist this big? 
Yeah. Don't force me to fight. I scare yeah. myself when I fight. Like I'm scared. <laughs> so he goes to punch the guy, the beast, and he just touches him on the forehead and then runs away. And then he runs and behind, ducks. runs behind the pillar and says, "Is he okay?" Yeah. <laughs> he just taps him on the forehead with his finger. Oh, that's funny. Is he okay? But then somebody punches the beast in the face, and the beast says, "Harder." And this guy is punching him, and the beast just says, "Keep you're doing it harder." Like, what the fuck? Come on, man. Yeah. And it's not just like raging bull, it, right? He's like harder, hundred percent harder. Yeah. You hit like that, you call yourself a gangster, Pff, loser. Like, <laughs> so then he pulls out the gun, and the beast just grabs it, <laughs> like it, man. Yeah. And they've got guns and axes and shit all around him, and then the beast puts the gun out to the side and pulls the trigger, and the bullet comes out in slow mo. And he catches the bullet between his two fingers. Yeah, he puts the gun to his head, <laughs> pulls the trigger, and then catches the bullet. Very much like Miyagi catching the fly yep. with the chopsticks. He actually, he doesn't even catch it in his hand, which wouldn't make any difference. But he actually just pinches <laughs> his two fingers together. And, catches uh, that shit. Catches it. It's fucking cool. The special effects are great. Yeah, it really good. It looks really good. And they all come out and bow to him because they obviously know who he is and what he's capable of now after that little demonstration. Yeah. They're all like, holy shit. His hair is fucking crazy. It's like somebody who needs to shave their head but didn't. Yeah. I like how he leaves the room. <laughs> yeah. That axe kick into the air that splits the fucking room in half right out through the casino. That shit was crazy. And all the casino people run away. And Brother Sum is like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And then he jumps uh, jumps over the railing right up into camera, and he now notices that the two people, the landlord and the landlady, are sitting at the table there waiting for him, her with the cigarette hanging out of her mouth and him with the little ascot fucking thing around his, yeah. around his yeah. neck. <laughs> he, he's dressed like Mr. Roper because he's got like that <laughs> yellow leisure suit and the little ascot around his it's neck. awesome. A little kerchief there. <laughs> And those two, the landlady and the landlord, are like, we're here to do with the Axe Gang. That's what we're doing. And all of the Axe Gang and Sing are behind them, and the Beast is in front of them. So they decide to get into this big fight here. She's like, you can't escape your fate. We got you this uh, funeral bell. That's what we got you. The landlord and the landlady bought them a funeral bell. Yeah. And uh, Brother Sum is like, we'll see who's going to need that. And the the landlords are like, you're on their side talking to the Beast. And the beast is like, I'm only here to kill you or be killed by you. He's looking for a worthy fight, basically. That's all yeah. he wants is a good fight. So she gets the little speech here of, you know, good can't coexist with bad. Singh is cleaned up pretty good with the axe gang here. Now his hair is all nice and he's in the suit. Yep. And the landlords and the beast are like, all right, let's fucking do this. Let's get on with this. And we now get the big fight between the landlords and the beast. Which is crazy. This fight's insane. But it's awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's really entertaining. Like really entertaining. Like right at the start, like where they're doing almost like the Matrix type stuff where, you know, like they freeze frame and do the three sixty yeah. pan and the cards and the blackjack chips are all floating in the air. You know, that that was great. Oh yeah, and they like he double kicks him in the face and his face smooshes all in yeah. and they they both do the kicks and the punch like spinning from opposite sides yeah and they freeze it on his head Boom, good try little yeah. off target he it's, says <laughs> his face is is like rubber like the effects 
the effects are quite good. Oh, they're awesome. They both fly at him with the Superman punches. Yes. And then he just pop, pop, just punches them both in the face. But the shots are wide. The special effects are good. Like it, obviously it's supernatural, not real, but it looks good. Like it's entertaining. Yeah, it really is. And like the wire poles are awesome. And I yeah. do like, like sometimes with the CGI, you, you kind of lose that mass gravity type thing because they just fly a little too easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little too lightly. But there's there's a couple in here where they're flying and it looks like, okay, they're actually on an arc trajectory that makes sense, you know, and their weight yes. is there behind it. So there's there's some in here that I'm like, fuck, that's some of the best I've ever seen. Like, no joke. Yeah. Like, when they land, the floor breaks underneath them, like the yeah. tiles and shit break. Yeah. And it, it adds that physics to it. Yes. And he, the beast kicks the landlord around a little bit, and when the landlady shows up here, it does her massive, titty-expanding yeah. lion's yell here. Yeah. Lion's roar. But the beast takes it and does that jumping, spinning wheel kick to her and sends her fucking flying. Yeah, with a flip-flop, like... That's a with le- a flip flop. That's a legere move <laughs> to kick a guy in the head <laughs> while wearing a flip flop. But yeah, he does it. And I like the little spinning arm technique that the landlord does. And then the beast does it back to him, and you can see the wave of the twist move up his arm. I surprisingly, I liked that. Like I really yeah. did. But the next shot, I loved when she comes in with the fucking bow and yes. cracks him in the fucking head. It was yep. awesome. Like and then shatters. he grabs it, yeah, and then he spins it, and you see the spin go up the bow staff into her arm. Yeah. But then the landlord jumps behind him and kind of unspins her yes. <laughs> from the other yeah. side it's... so it doesn't break her shit. Yeah. It's fucking great, man. Like, it's well thought out. It's well choreographed. And, uh, yeah, they end up fun- – there's a good little exchange here of fists and kicks with the, the beast on both of them. Yeah. With the leg kicks and the punches and they kicks him through the funeral bell stand. So that falls on the ground. And she realizes, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So she starts busting at the bell, trying to chop the top part of the bell off. And she eventually. I didn't get, I didn't get what she was doing at first. Right. Nor did I. I didn't understand what I was like. Why does she keep hitting the bell? Right. But then it becomes clear. She's basically breaking uh, a hole in the top of the bell so that she can use it as a megaphone and use her lion roar as to amplify it. Yeah. And it's great. Like, it's a smart idea. And again, it's I like when you don't know what exactly she's doing. She's like, why the fuck did she do that? Once she knocked the top off and I was like, oh, because then the landlord yeah. picks it up and she starts doing the titty expanding thing again. Yeah. And you can see the beast like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So she does the screechy yell through the thing. He's trying to root himself to the ground, but the whole fucking hardwood floor explodes in front of her. In yeah. front of him. Fucking awesome special effects. And it blows him and everything, the beast, yeah. back through the door, the window, the walls fucking explode. Like everything blows up. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. There's like a tornado effect inside where the guys are like the axe gang is like spinning around and getting blown around inside the building. Like it's really good. It's all computer generated, but it still looks really good. Like even like the pieces of wood that are falling, they look like they're falling the way wood would fall if it was if a titty expanding woman did a dragon yell through a funeral <laughs> bell, but uh as real as it can look. But yeah, that stuff looks good, like the wind and everything. I thought it was great. It looks awesome. Yeah. So here 
he comes, the, the beast is in front of them, right in front of the bell, and she's about to do it again, the yell. And he's like, no, I give. I didn't know it could be done through a thing. She yeah. beat me. And she puts the bell down, and then he immediately stabs them with those weird little flower things. Yeah, he's a bastard. He's a bastard. So the little knife things, he stabs them with it. And Brother Sum comes in here as they're all locked in because they stabs them, but, like, they jump up and get him in an arm lock and a neck choke, and, like, they're in this weird three-way Mexican standoff with, like, yeah. stabbings and neck cranks and shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it is pretty funny. It looks like they're, you know, playing an aggressive game, a twister, or, <laughs> yeah. you know. So Brother Sum gives Sing this table, table leg. leg. And it's like, hit him in the head. Hit the shit out of him. Hit him in the head. Come on, go. Hit him. Right in the fucking head. Beat the shit out of him. And Sing turns around and hits Brother Sum in the head. And it's like, you want me to hit him or beat the shit out of him? You're making me very confused. Yeah. <laughs> and smashes Brother Sum in the head and breaks his fucking head open with it. Like, blood comes down Brother Sum's head. So then Sing comes over and baseball bat swings over the top of the beast's head. And cranks him across the top of the head. Yeah. And the beast is like, mother fucker, and gets up and chucks the two landlords off of him. And this is where shit gets crazy. Shit gets mental, because the beast holds Sing's shoulder, and Sing goes, wow, that's a really big fist. Yeah. <laughs> and the beast punches him in the chest so hard it blows the back of his suit out. Yeah. And then chucks him to the ground and kind of axe kicks him down to the ground. So Sing is on his back with the beast's foot on his chest. And then the beast goes, wah, and punches Sing in the face so hard his head goes into the floor. <laughs> and says, why did you hit me? And they cut to Sing's hand. <laughs> and it just finger crawls across the floor to this little tiny fucking piece of wood yes. about the size of a chopstick. Yes. And... They're looking up at the beast, <laughs> and his fucking hand just taps him in the head yeah. with the stick again. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was so good. It it's was so, so fucking good. Funny, like that's the thing. Like how it just, it just his head is in the floor, and it just little stick just comes up. And the best thing is the beast does not react. Right? No, he, he just lets himself he just lets himself get tapped in the head and it literally does nothing. I fucking love that. That's really one of my favorite parts in the film. But then the beast punches Sing in the face through the floor three more times. Yeah. yeah. And just crushes the shit out of him. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Oh. So anyway, he stands up, the beast stands up. And when he looks down again, there's just a hole in the floor and Sing is gone. And the landlords have grabbed him and took off. They yeah. fucked off with Sing. And the axe king is like, where are they? What happened? How could you let them escape? And he's talking to, to the beast. How could you let them escape? And the beast backhands brother some so hard his head spins around twice. Yeah, very Daffy Duck. Like, very Daffy Duck. Yeah, I expected him to say fucking rabbit season. Yeah. <laughs> but he says no one. The beast says no one gets away from me. So now we're back uh, at the Buddha temple here with all the incense smoke everywhere and the three little cushions. And they lay the bloodied body and face of Singh here at the foot of this Buddhist temple. Mm. And the landlord is like, why did he save us? What's going on? And the landlady is like, well, he made a mistake. He was young. He made a mistake. You know, he's good now. Everything's cool. Do you have any last requests? Like you're a good guy. And this was great. 
Fucking right it was. He's, she says, do you have any last requests? His face is smashed in, and you just cut over to his right finger, his index finger covered in blood, and he draws this little pictogram of the fucking lollipop from Fong yeah. in the ground. I, like, it was legitimately touching. Yeah, After very that stupid-ass so. fucking scene. Yes. that's what, Legitimately heart-wrenching. That's one of the things I love about this, which they then do a cross-dissolve to the actual shattered lollipop that she kept and she puts it together and picks it up and it's still broken and then which is obviously an allegory for uh the next thing where i thought this was beautiful too where the the drum that he was inside they pan around that and you see all of the palm and fist techniques that he basically banged his bones against all the uh is it depressions or impressions? I guess it depends on if you're inside or outside. But you know what sure. I mean. Yeah, which yes. looks – I thought that was amazing. Like I, I I don't know if that was an actual prop or if that was CGI, but either way, it looked legit. I don't know, it but it was cool legit. as shit. Yeah. Very, very fucking cool, man. I like that a lot. The thought that went into this story – we talked about this before. Like The writing really is everything. Yeah. If the story doesn't hold you, it doesn't really matter what else you do. And if you get the story right – it doesn't really matter how goofy the rest of it is. Yeah, you can take it, it wherever you want to take it. Absolutely. So we get uh, the cutaway here to the beast showing up in his little axe gang suit. The herbal medicines here, they have Sing all wrapped, the landlords I should say, have Sing all wrapped up here in the, the cloth like a mummy here. And they're like, everything's broken. All of his shit is broken. His whole shit is broke. Mm. And they're saying it's a miracle he's still even alive. And... They're doing the, the there's acupuncture on the Buddha statue. Yes. For some reason, I'm guessing that's sort of a, a stand in for him. And then the mummy wrappings start to break and we get the cool little parallel here of the beast looking at the cocoon with the butterfly coming out of it. Yes. Nice little mirroring there of the, the emergence of something good from something old. Yeah. And, and the butterfly flies away. It's great. It, it's funny, too, because at the beginning, the person that sells him the Buddhist palm book talks about how... His uh, bone structure is amazing to allow the flowing of chi through his body. And then basically all his bones are broken, which actually releases the chi to help him do this transformation from complete piece of shit that doesn't know who he is to now he knows who he is. And, you know, he's going to be the one that brings peace to the world. It was the prediction at the beginning of the film. So... It's really it's really well done. It's a good story. The, the transformation from chrysalis or pupa. Or pupa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really good, man. All of the Axe Gang members here are in this square again. The Beast is there looking around, picking yep. his nose with his pinky like a master. And he's like, this makes no sense. Sing is out of the cocoon now. They look over across the balcony and Sing walks out. In his cool ass black pants and white shirt. Mm. And the landlords are kind of fucked up and far from home here. Like he's all in a cast and her neck is all splinted up with shit. Yeah. And uh, they're like, well, we should have known. Like he's the one. He's it. Sings the one. And now we get this massive fight scene of a thousand fucking Axe Gang members against (laughs) Sing. And the Beast is like, is this for real? You're still alive, you turncoat motherfucker? Like, kill him. This scene is shot so well. 
Oh, and Singh is dressed as Mr. Lee, like Mr. Lee, why you know yes. uniform. He's wearing he's wearing Bruce that Lee's suit. Enter the Dragon suit. Yep. And he does it really well, like just these little movements like that when that guy jumps down the stairs with the axe, and he's just like these little subtle movements that make their sh- shots miss and yeah. then go flying. It's super cool to start it off and then just all hell breaks loose where he's stepping in, hitting dudes with shoulders and just sending guys flying left and right. The interplay here between close, tight shots and wide shots to show what he just did is great. Yeah, and there's some extreme close-ups where it's just his eyes. Yes, a la Bruce Lee. This is one of those things where they say in filmmaking there's the 180 rule. Don't break the 180 rule, but yes, they don't give a fuck about it. But because they're doing the interplay so well, you always know... Like, they say don't cross the axis, like, shoot everything from one side and one side only so you don't lose the audience. But they do such a good job at filming from behind and from above and crane shots and jib shots and all these different things that you know exactly where he is on the stairs relative to everybody else. So they do a really, really good job with this. And the Beast is looking younger and more menacing as the fighting goes on as well. Yes, he is. And I like what you said there because... They do use this this stage, as it were, really well because it's set up so that there's this main landmark in the middle, yes. the stairs. Yes. So that no matter where you are shot from, like you said, breaking that 180 rule, well, you can do that as long as you show the stairway. Yeah, then you because know then where, you, know where you are. Yeah. Right? So they use the, the geography of the, the scene really well. But then there's these CGI kicks and wire pulls and shit that are tr- like... He's literally matrixing everybody. Like, they're going flying up to the second floor yeah, through the railing yeah, and shit. Yeah, it's, it's very Agent Smith. Like, when he fought, very like, Agent Smith. 100 Agent Smiths. Like, he's kicking a guy. He's on the ground. He's kicking a guy. And he's going flying into the second floor window. Oh, they get that, like, it's got to be a CGI shot where they pull up to, like, the rooftop level with, like, 20 guys flying through the fucking air. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and they all come crashing down. There's a really cool overhead shot, which reminded me very much of Chinese Connection Dojo scene where they're shooting straight down and, you know, sings in in his white. So he stands out. But it reminded me a little yes. bit of Chinese Connection. So many like little subtle uh, nods to other things. It's uh, it's great. And I really like when they finish in the sort of square, he comes up and you see the beast and they, they go down the, I guess, the, the hallway here, but on the second floor, where Singh comes up and there's a ton of guys behind him. And he's just walking through these dudes, beating the shit out of them. Mm. And, like, Stephen Chow is, is a decent martial I don't know if he's an actual martial artist. I think he is. But he pulls it off really well. Like, he looks mm. like he knows what he's doing. But they he's get, beating the shit out of these guys, moving towards the beast. But then they have a close shot of just the beast's face watching behind us as the viewer yes sing come towards him and you just hear pop 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 ah, pop, pop yeah. like all the sound effects of the yes. fighting and then the camera kind of moves off to the right and you just see sing show up in front of him yeah it's really great use and then when they turn the camera around there's just guys sticking out of the fucking ceiling and yeah. hanging off the railing yeah. and shit like that like a fucking leg coming through a door and shit like that like it's great good. and then the beast goes not bad let's go and then Sing just kicks him through the fucking cement railing, and he has that three hit as they're flying through the air down into the square here. Yep. It's really good. It really is. And again, this is not 
something that's typically my jam, like somebody flying through the air for an extended period of time, throwing multiple yep. kicks while they fly. You know, it's usually not <laughs> yeah. my thing, but I actually, like, I really liked this. I got into it because they've set it up through the whole movie, through the comedy. Yes. And through the good fights with all the masters from the town. Now we're at this sort of main boss fight, and it's awesome. They're flying through the air. You know, he does that foot stomp thing up on mm. the railing to those seven or eight guys, and the beast is like, that's fucking child's play. I mastered that when I was in grade three or whatever. Yeah. But then yeah. he hits him with it. He yeah. distracts him and stomps the beast's foot with it. Yeah. And it's, you know, that cartoonish clown foot flattened out and stuff. Yeah. But it's it's cool, man. He kicks the beast over, and then we get the, the frog payoff here of the beast. Turning into the toad. Yeah. Neck. Yeah, his neck billows out, and his toes dig in, and he just jumps at him with his head. Boom! And just, they go flying through the entire apartment complex. <laughs> well, I Backwards. Like, at first they show his pant legs starting to tear, and I'm like, is he going to Lou Ferrigno? And then his, his whole, like... Stubble chin just turns into this big massive like toad thing and i'm like what the fuck is what's what's happening now <laughs> yeah that's what i thought initially when his pant leg split i was like is he gonna turn into like a hulk yeah kind of thing like a big thing but then all of a sudden his neck blew out and i thought oh the fucking frogs from before yeah oh, he's a frog guy oh okay that makes sense but what the fuck is he gonna do yeah like what can a frog do but then he did that and uh, we get a really cool shot here. Once he gets kicked into the square and he starts to frog out again. And Singh does that run up the stair railing like that kind of Uma oh, Thurman when he yeah. jumps off and then around the, the railing of the upstairs. Oh, my God. That was really good, man. Cool shot. Yeah, really And as he's running, good. the beast shoots shoots upward. And he's, he's the beast is just flying through the apartment complex, busting shit with his head. Oh, yeah. He's like a goddamn rocket. Yeah. And Singh is just jumping around, grabbing onto railings and telephone wires and shit here. The beast is throwing shit at him. And he's kicking things at the beast now through the hole. And uh, this fight is is kind of crazy because Singh looks down and the beast is directly below him, all frogged up. And he jumps up and Singh punches, but the beast hits him in the guts. And they go flying and he just sends Singh flying up into fucking outer space. <laughs> uh, and this is hilarious. Literally. <laughs> Pretty much literally, because he flies way up in the air. The beast falls back down to the square. Singh is bent over and flies way up in the air and literally steps on the back of a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes, he jumps up off the hawk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious. When I saw that, I was dying laughing. Yeah. He's looking around like Superman up in the air. <laughs> he's flying the sun behind the clouds and shit. He's way up in the air. And he's doing the like, you know, the the sort of prayer pose as he arches backwards down towards the ground. He is up in the air, like airliner height. Yeah, like Jason Statham just went by in a crop duster high. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? He's about to jump out. And the two landlords now are seeing him and they're like, oh my God, that's the long lost Buddha palm. And as Singh is head first flying down towards them burning up on re-entry literally yes burning up on re-entry the beast is looking up and he's like oh no and he's kind of trying to hold on but the ground's cracking beneath him i do like just very quickly when they get the close-up of the beast's hands as the ground's breaking under him his knuckles are callous to shit 
Mm. If you took it, it's it's. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice super it. Super fucking calloused. But Singh is coming down as a fucking meteor right now, and the beast is holding on, uh, trying to hold on, and then the Buddha palm comes out and makes a palm hand impression in the middle yes. of the cobblestone square. square. Yeah. Just boom. It was good. I was impressed. I was very impressed. And the beast yields and basically says, I give. Yeah, but we know. He's the faker piece of shit. So Singh does that little backflip out and lands in his little kung fu pose. And the uh, beast pulls out his little stabby wand flower and runs up out of the palm impression. And Singh just hits him with the palm. This was fucking cool as shit. Because he hits him with the palm strike, but doesn't hit him. Just throws it at his face. But the palm impression blows through the apartment building behind the beast. Yeah. As corny Fuck as that cool. as corny as that sounds, it looks tremendous. Oh, it's, it's amazing. So looking. good. We get the shot of the landlord's mouth agape, like, oh my god. And then the super close up of the beast's eye with the palm the hand print, if I may, through the fucking apartment building behind him. Yeah. It's a really well shot movie. And then he just, Singh just reaches down, takes the stupid little needle thing flower out of the beast's hand, drops the needle to the floor, opens the little flower thing, which was a cool looking little, I assume that was a CGI thing, but yeah, it was. He just spins it off like a little helicopter flyer, sends that shit off. And the beast is like, Will you teach me that? That was crazy. I'm your, please be my student. Because he says, be, what kind of move was that? Yeah, He said he doesn't say, please be my student. He said, what kind of no, move is sorry, that? Yeah. He goes, I'll teach you. And then he starts to cry. And then he says, that's right. master. Yeah. Master. That's right. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that, I fucked that up. That's he wants right. Singh to teach him the Buddha palm. Yeah. Yeah. I got that backwards. And then, you know, the wind blows and the beast is there. And we get the forest gump little flower thing flying away. And, uh, well, we get the sort of a close here, little wrap up, which was very nice, I thought. Where the flower thing flies away, it turns into uh, a real flower, and it floats back down right to where uh, Fong is in her yes. little stand here. Which was great, because he ends up, uh, well, she looks at the little flower coming down here, and you get the, you get the sense of her look that she kind of knows what's up. I don't know if that's meant. Oh, I, th- I think so, because she, she kind of looks at it very like like she's... Not just like, oh, look, a pretty flower. She's just like, yes, this is symbolic of his transformation, I think. His coming back to the good side. Yes. And the the little other kid there, all the kids have suckers walking down the street here, like the ones that she has. There's the giant sucker outside the building there. Yeah. And I've, that's where uh, Bone is now working. And the little subtitles yeah. here are awesome. Hey, tell yeah. them not to put snot don't on the put glass. Snot like, on the no, glass. Don't lick hey, that if you're you, not buying it. Yeah. You fuck like. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. The little subtitles are cool. And Singh is in there working with Bone, and he sees Fong outside on the road, and he comes out to sort of greet her. And when he comes out to see her, he smiles at her, and she smiles at him. So now they obviously both know who each other are. And you get that cool 360 pan here. Dude, this was incredibly touching for me. Like It was great. I thought it was so, so great. When it goes behind her and he becomes the little him again. Yeah. And it just tightens on him enough to switch her out to her younger version of herself. Yeah. It was so nice. Like, it was a yeah. really really touching way to bring those two back together and they smile at each other and like they're little kids again 
And yeah. it's just taking them right back to that when when she offered him to get up and he slapped it away. He's offering back to her now. Yes. You come with me. And she goes with him. It's fucking great, man. It's really, really nice. Like for a goofy CGI kung fu movie. Yeah. It really has a heart. This this is, I think, what allows you to kind of go into those other areas because you're invested in the story and the characters. And yes. this movie does it exceptionally well. It really does. And then the close of the the old, I don't want to call him a scam artist anymore because the old guy's there with the new kid. That's saying, right. Your bone structure, right? Your bone structure is good for blah, 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 and you can save the world and folds it around again to him, right? So is he a scam artist? Is he not? I don't no, know. He's he hasn't aged in 20 years. So right? he is some sort of... Uh, Kung Fu master looking out looking out trying to find those kids that are one in a million. Yeah, man. It was really good. I I I didn't think I was going to like this movie as much as I did, and I really, really like it. Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna like it at all. And I loved it. Yeah. So I was this was a very pleasant uh surprise for me going through this. Uh what do you so what do you think for categories like for me, if we start with something like oh well something like soundtrack, we'll start soundtrack. Soundtrack and sound, like Foley's soundtrack and score, fucking five out of five. I got to go five out of five for for what, like everything you just said, soundtrack. But it, the the soundtrack is so integrated into the edit for me. Yes. Like, because this movie, this movie is exceptionally good at timing and timing of the cuts Timing of the visuals and timing of the sounds and edits. Fantastic. Five out of five. Five fists out of five fists. 100%. For acting, honestly, dude, again, five fists out of five fists. Like, from the goofy comedy that everybody pulls off without a hitch to fold that over into the drama of the tie-in with Fong and the lollipop that really is not lost in the stupidity of the comedy, that heart is there, and they pull it off perfectly. So five-fifths out of five for acting for me, too. I I hate to be the copycat here, but yeah, I also have to do five-fifths out of five-fifths. There's the acting... It's like there's multiple pillars of acting in this film. So the landlady standing there with her gruff face and the cigarette hanging out of her mouth, like... <laughs> like that's fucking hilarious to me. But then also, like you said, the scene of transitioning from the man into the little boy and, you know, when he's holding her and they lock eyes and she realizes who she, he is, doesn't say a word and a tear drops out. Like, fucking yeah. really good. So you've got stupid, silly acting in this that works and you've got very dramatic emotional acting in this that also works. So I have to also go five out of five, five fists out of five for that. Okay, I'll let you go first for martial arts. What do you think? Well, now I'm going to sound like a broken record, even though this is, <laughs> know, <right>? my, <laughs> this is not my favorite genre of martial arts films with like, you know, the superhero and the wires. But I also have to give it five fists out of five because they executed exactly what they wanted to do. Right. They, yeah. They set yeah. out and and did this and they executed it and everything looks real and everything looks good from the choreography to the framing to the edit and the Foley. It 
it all works together. So I I will also say five fists out of five. This is a this is a five out of five run. It really is. Like I'm the same. I can't give it less than five fists out of five because the people who are in this movie, like the tailor, Chi Ling Chu, yeah, he's a tremendous martial artist, and you can tell that from what he does in the movie. Yeah. The guy that plays Cooley, who gets killed first by the harp with the decapitation. Like, yeah, that's he's Jing Yu. He did fucking 11 years at the Shaolin Temple. Like, he's a legit motherfucker. He was the member in, in Ip Man that we did. in. Uh, yes. This, he's in Ip Man. He's the kid that does the, the new move. He's the brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He's in Ip Man. He's tremendous. And when they go into these spectacular over-the-top shit where people are flying around, it's executed so well. Yeah. And then add on top of that the originality of, you know, the toad stuff and the palm stuff and the the guy with the harp throwing shit at the, like, the cheese swords and stuff. And the execution of that was fucking fantastic. So, yeah, five-fifths out of five for martial arts. This is a perfect martial arts movie for the genre of martial arts movie that it is. I uh, I feel like such an asshole for cheating myself from know, this. right? Because, again, I thought from seeing, like, the trailer and the promotional materials and the poster, and I think the name, you know, like, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, it fucked with me. It fucked with me, and I was just like, oh, you know, well, you guys have fun with that. I'm not... You know, I'm not taking part. You know, like when you showed up at a friend's house and they're like, hey, we're all going to play Risk. And you're like, fuck that. Have a good day. I'm going to get really, really drunk. Yeah. I don't begrudge you guys for playing Risk, but uh, (laughs) I am I I have a better way to kill three hours. So, you know, have fun. (laughs) Have fun storming the castle. And uh, that's kind of how I felt about this. And I and I really think that I cheated myself uh, with my short sightedness. Yeah, I could have had 16 years of this being in the repertoire, yeah, right? Yeah. Fucking missed the train on this one hardcore. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dumbass for missing this one. So, yeah, this was a dope-ass movie. Sammo Hung would not make this movie better because he's the fight choreographer. Yeah. For at, for at least one of the scenes, the scene that you said you liked the most with respect to fighting. Yes. You could have definitely put him in there, but, man, I don't know where you'd put him because everybody's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really it's really well done and his his fingerprints are on it already, so Yeah. Absolutely uh fantastic. I don't care about William Hung, he'd obviously fuck this up. Yeah, fuck him. Um <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> I'm I can't remember. No, there was at least two probably defenestrations, right? Yes. Because the tailor came out through the window with the guy in the beginning, and well, oh, there was several. The, there was several yeah. at the at that end there's scene. A bunch. There's a, like a ridiculous number of defenestrations where he's kicking guys, <laughs> you know, through I, the second and third <laughs> floor window. Like, like <laughs> how I many about that how scene, many yeah. defenestrations did you do in that building? Uh, all of them, like all, all of them. them. We did all of the defenestrations. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, I is think, there anything else? I think that's that I think that's a wrap on this one. Fuck man, that was a good movie. I might have to get this one. Well played on this one. All right. So, coming up next on the podcast, we are sliding back in time. This movie was 2004. We are sliding all the way back to 1987 for next week. And next week we're going to talk about a rock band named Dragon Sound who are trying to be a crime-crushing justice band 
against the Florida narcotic trade. We're going back and doing the Miami connection. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm pretty excited for this one. This is one I have not seen at all. So I'm excited to jump into this one and and see what's up and, and see. I've heard a lot about it. But I've never seen it. I've I had tickets to go see this. Did you really? But I wasn't able to go. No, like recently they were playing it at like a you know like a hipster craft beer place I okay, go to. Yeah. They're like, yeah. hey, we also have we we show old movies and we have arcade and pinball. Like they're very like you know nice. retro. Anyway, I didn't get to go, uh, so I haven't seen this either. I've only seen like people talk about it and interviews. So. I'm stoked because this this thing is just fucking crazy from what I understand. Same. From what I understand and what I've heard about it, this is going to be nuts. So I'm very excited for this one. That is the Miami Connection from 1987. Coming up next week on You Have Offended, this podcast. (laughs) 